Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day and welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Nick. Hi. Who I, I've introduced you to a few people now and said, oh, I'm with my business partner, Nick, <laughs> and they've just done the whole, oh, it's a dude. Yeah, Nick. I know, right? How does that happen? I don't know. It just because, sounds like a girl's name to me. Yeah. And and because I, I know a few Nicoles and I know them as Nick, mm. to me, I don't actually think of that. But No. And then when I introduced myself as was, they're like, well, are you a human or an alien <laughs> or was you someone? It's like, anyway. How you going today, Nick? Yeah, I'm well. How are you? Yeah, great. A little warm this time of year. Well, you know, it is that time of the year. It's, it's almost almost time for the fat man. I wonder if he like wishes he could go on strike for Australian Christmas because it must be so <laughs> hot in that beard and red suit. Do you know what I think you'd like to do? Lose a lot of weight. <laughs> I really think well, he wouldn't be so upset if he was thin and wiry. Well, we were just sort of talking off air and I said, oh, we'll do an episode about that one of these days. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think that's that's like one of the worst topics you could talk about on social media or in public these days is nutrition and yeah. health and weight. Yeah, look, it's a sticky one. There's no denying that, but it needs to be spoken about, right? Yeah, so instead, we're, we're going to talk about getting fat at Christmas time today. <laughs> um, or or we could talk about something that, that I know you do really want to talk about, and it's, and it's something that I've tripped over a lot in my work as a tradie wingman, or the tradie wingman. I should change that, shouldn't the I? The one and only. The tradie wingman. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my email and everything. Mm, good, pleased. So um, what are we talking about? We're talking about the silly season. Oh, this whole thing of, mm. oh my gosh, it's Christmas. Fuck, everything's going to... Yes. Yeah, okay. I think it's the worst time of year in a tradie's life. It's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come right out there and say, I hate Christmas. Do you like the whole part, the, the kit and caboodle all of Christmas? No, no. I just hate this whacked out idea that... Everything has to be fucking done before the 24th. I know, right? The world does not end at Christmas. I've got my potty mouth on because it's a fuck it Friday episode. <laughs> in case you hadn't figured that out, I don't think I announced that in the intro. But if you are, uh, you know, just listening through the catalogue of Tradies in Business podcast, <laughs> welcome to a fuck it Friday where we say the <laughs> F word gratuitously many times. And I use a really ridiculous radio voice. Uh <laughs> You use that all the time. Oh, thanks. That's okay. Even even when I'm not in front of the microphone? No, you're a bit different then. Ah, so I put on a weird podcasting voice. Mm, you do. I haven't learnt mine yet. It's still developing. It's become a real habit. Mm. I guess... Well, it's been four years, was. Of course it's a habit. Four years and 200 of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll just put on my normal voice then. <laughs> well, it is Friday. Fuck it. Sorry. Do it. Christmas. What the fuck's with Christmas? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if if my wife listens to this, g'day, Amy. Um, she's just going to shake her head at me, I know. It's like, what are you doing, you idiot? It's like a bad dad joke. <laughs> I think you are like a bad dad joke. Ah, You're well, a walking bad dad joke. Well, 
She did put it in her vows. <laughs> yes, she did. You too. were there. More fool, Amy, you I'm were sure. There. She, <laughs> she vowed to always laugh at my dad jokes. I think that this is going to bite her eventually. <laughs> I really do. Well, my, my little exchange for that was to never question the length of her showers. Oh, that's a good one. I missed that on the day. <laughs> oh, I should have had that written into mine. We might need to get remarried, honey. Look out. <laughs> Take cover ads. Um, <laughs> but no, this Christmas thing. Like, what is going on there with the whole... Like, it's not far off now. And, and in actual fact, there's already people losing their shit in, in shopping centre car parks. Oh, my Lord. And bank lines and, I don't know, like, everywhere. Everywhere. It's, and a, it's a disease. That it is a disease. People. And it's coming earlier and earlier every year. And I think tradies in particular would agree with that. Every year it gets a bit earlier. I could see it this year in the beginning of November. By the no. beginning of November, people were already getting cranky. People were already feeling the pressure. I think that's where <laughs> the anger comes from. It's the pressure, right? But what are we building up pressure for? Pressure of what? Is it the financial pressure of trying to give more than we're actually able to? Is it the pressure of for a tradie maybe not having work over a certain shutdown period or is it a pressure of the homeowner they just want everything perfect for that one day what is it about this time of year that turns us all stereotyping into assholes raving lunatics assholes. yeah assholes the the they're just ragey everyone gets really ragey yes. and and selfish and oh i got some stuff to get off my chest today <laughs> Uh, bar humbug, but you. So you've had probably more experience with this than me. In a, you know, like on the ground, yep. front line mm-hmm. in your building business, mm-hmm. and no doubt you've seen a lot of uh, comment and heard a lot of stories in your work as the builder's wife. Mm. Um, what What is going on, Nick? Like, what do you reckon? is happening here i don't have an answer for that i don't i can share an experience um when adam built his new build so that's the builder for my blog readers um when he built his new build he wanted to be in for christmas and he tells the story of just turning into this absolute asshole for the last two months trying to get the build finished because he didn't think christmas would be any good if he didn't have the house finished in time and you know what wasn't finished in time. <laughs> Never is. And he didn't have a good Christmas because he was so stressed and he'd worked himself into this fury to try and get the house finished. But it's never going to be finished in time. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how hard you try. Something's going to be not right. And if you allow that to be the focus, it's going to ruin your Christmas. So I'm not really sure what the motivation is, but I think I think maybe it's a combination of things. It's a combination of the financial pressure that comes. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of everybody just wanting to get everything done before the shutdown period. The three-week shutdown period is like the end of the world for everybody. It's not really. It's okay. Um, And I think that that we do become selfish over Christmas. And it's not – maybe not selfish on a personal level, but more selfish on a level of – to the external world because we're all trying so hard to provide for our families and do the right thing to get us all set up to have this lovely day together that we become self-focused rather than thinking about how our actions are affecting everybody around us. So as an employer, I know at times, even myself, I fuck it up. I've fucked it up lots of times. 
even as an employer, I know I've put pressure on my staff to try and reach an unattainable goal in time to make somebody else happy. Mm. Clients put pressure on builders, on, on subbies, on tradies full stop to get jobs done before the end of the year because they want to have this perfect lifestyle, inverted commas, you can't see them. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know, it just all comes back to this internal self-motivation rather than a bigger view. Mm. That would be my Which, guess. Which does my head in because Christmas is meant to be all about love and sharing and giving gifts and peace and joy to all men and all that stuff. I call bullshit on all of that. And that's when I say I hate Christmas because Mm. it's it's everything. It ends up being everything it's not meant to be. Mm. Um, And, you know, without even going into the whole what is Christmas actually about. Mm. uh, And part of my cynicism with it all is... It's been turned into a massive fucking commercial capitalistic opportunity to sell shit. Yes. And to justify a whole bunch of consumerism. Mm. And I feel like that drives a lot of that self-focus with people where it's like, I want to be in the house for Christmas because, you know, we've got the Better Homes and Gardens photo of how our Christmas table's meant to look. Yes. And what the lounge room should be decorated like and all the smiling faces of all the families sitting around drinking fucking eggnog and <laughs> that's like that's not what it's like that's not what Christmas is about and it's not what it's like. No. And I I think what we might talk about today is well that's all well and good, right? So we've whinged about the problem. Mm-hmm. I've I've had a whinge. Mm. <clears throat> I don't feel any better for it. But uh so what? SFW. So fucking what? Like, it's the same every year. I've been coaching people in business for over 10 years now, and every Christmas, I have the same thing. People won't talk to me mm-hmm. about improving their business from about, you know, middle to late November onwards. It's yep. hard for me to get anybody to talk to me about implementing change in their business and starting work with the tradie, the tradie wingman, mm-hmm. mind you, the- um, until, like, late January. At best. So, hang on. Why? Good question. I think it's the best time of year. Yeah. But they're like, oh, no, nothing's happening over Christmas. like, perfect time to replan your future and have a think about what you fucked up last year and how to do it better. So, there's a real mental change that needs to happen for tradie business owners in particular. The world doesn't end for them at Christmas either. Yep, there's a lot of pressure. It can be a bit stressful. It might be a bit difficult. But... The fact that the industry pauses, I suppose. My microphone. You okay there? Was. Sorry, I'm drooping a bit. <laughs> I need to tighten my nuts. <laughs> Can we do that off air? Oh, now it's falling down altogether. <laughs> I'll just have to hold it. The fa- I'm just going to segue back to where we were. <laughs> the fact that the industry shuts down, you know, for three weeks is actually a really positive thing, right? Um, lots of us worry about cash flow. Lots of us worry about the bigger picture but the truth is within that three weeks there's an opportunity to rest relax regenerate and get ready for a new year but there's also an opportunity to reevaluate. which i think you know what i think a lot of people hello if this is you listening <laughs> make a bunch of excuses to avoid all of that because i think deep down as business owners we use the royal we, know if we're not doing things as good as we could. And to stop and actually have a look at that is kind of shit because, like, you know, I really screwed this year up. 
I was a dick with my staff. I micromanaged everybody. I didn't, I didn't send invoices out. I worked with the wrong customers. Whatever, whatever you screwed up, right? We all screwed mm. something up, and that's where the opportunity lies to to do better in life is by having a look at where we missed the mark and work on getting it a little less wrong next time, as Mark Manson says in his book. Yeah, but that's uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's why I think people avoid it. It's like, oh, nothing happens over Christmas. Like, you know, they don't want to have a critical look at the year that was. And you and I were chatting over lunch before we recorded this today about that photocopying every mm. year. And and you know what? I can look at those people in their business and sadly I can see that they're just going to repeat the same shitty mistakes next year mm-hmm. with different people and different customers and in different ways with different software but they're just going to repeat the same stuff and end up dissatisfied with what they've got and probably be pissed off at Christmas time again. Year after year after year, like a carbon copy. This is such a motivational episode, isn't it? <laughs> no wonder my microphone keeps drooping. <laughs> it, even it's had enough. Uh, but, and, whatever the right conjoining word is there, wank word alert, <laughs> that's, that's the current state of play, Right. Right. It doesn't have to be that way. It's like everything in life. It, no. It doesn't have to be that way, but it does require some change. What what would have changed things for the builder in that scenario? So we were really lucky, I suppose, in the way our business started. So my background was retail. And in retail, you don't get a break over Christmas. <laughs> no. And it's still yucky and people are nasty. Um, (laughs) That's beside the point. But I think that um, coming from that retail space and walking into a construction business, I could see how valuable that time was. So, yeah, we still got it wrong, and especially in those first couple of years when we were really feeling the pinch. Um, You tend to make some really stupid decisions. But for me... Things changed when we learnt to appreciate that break for what it was. It's a break. It's a time of renewal. Mm-hmm. It's a time to rest, to reevaluate, to plan. And, of course, we always have that one week in between Christmas and New Year where we don't do a bloody thing and we just lie around and watch Netflix and, mm-hmm. you know, eat Which rubbish and catch up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what we need to rest. That's how we rest for that period of time. Yep. After that, we start to work on the business. Rather than in the business, we take that time, especially in those so it was sort of year two to year four for us, that we were really put some solid time into that time mm. in that Christmas break into mm. working on what we saw would come. We, we here's a bit wanker word alert for you, tradies. Sorry, we would at the beginning of every year create a new inspiration board. So the inspiration board was our visual clue of what it was we were working towards that year. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of time it's been quite material uh, in that might be a new car or an investment property or whatever it might be, but it was a visual clue that we walked past every day to remind us of what we were working towards. Further than that, then we would always have a focus on where we wanted the business to go. So we had a view and a goal about what we wanted to change in the business that year. I can't say that we did a lot of looking at how we messed it up the year before because that's uncomfortable and it's like, wrapping barbed wire around yourself but we did do a lot of looking into the future and how we wanted the next 12 months to be so it turned Mm -hmm. into a really positive thing for us and I just think it was a focus shift I suppose was was that the same though even if you'd had a shit year 
again, yes, it was. Probably, you know what? It was probably more so when we had a shit year because we'd had a shit year and all we want in that break, in that period of time is not to think about the shit year behind us but to look forward to a better year in front of us because it is, you know, new the, well, the connotation of New Year is that change. It's fresh. You've got a, another year to start again, try something different. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that very much is something that we prescribe to. So, it's always a focus for us to try and find something more positive. We've started just this week. Um, the builder and I have started planning and looking towards next year and what we want to achieve out of next year. And, yep, some of it's uh, material, but a lot of it's personal growth for us at this time around. Yep. It's different each time. Okay, sorry, that's all very... That's very business life coachy. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? Do you want to be the trading no, wingman? No. <laughs> I'll swap you. No, I like being the builder's <laughs> wife. Thank you very much. Uh, at least you're not a latte wife. No, I'm not a latte wife and I'm not a school mum either. Sorry, school mums. G'day to all the latte wives and school mums mm-hmm. out there. Power to you, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to be a latte wife. You look great in a skirt. We keep having the same conversation. A straight skirt or an A-line? No. I, remember the ruffle ones from the 80s? Can oh, you remember those? I didn't like and those And the bubble skirts. skirts. No. Surely you had the girls at school with the bubble skirts. Oh, I did. Mm. You I didn't like I them? I don't think I'd look good in a bubble skirt. I, I think we should try it. Mm. Okay. So back to uh, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the silly season. Holy I shit. Uh, I, I think a big part of it too is positioning clients. Yes. That, no, your house is not going to be ready by Christmas. Okay, so this is something we had to do a lot of work on. <laughs> Where uh, I'm going to borrow a line from a good friend of mine who her and her husband are also in business and she describes them as he over promises and she overshares. And that was very much oh, like the builder and I. I know. <laughs> Crumbs. The builder and I were very much the same. And so we'd over promise. Yes, you know, we're working hard. We'll do our very best to get that done. Oh, you, why do you do that? Can you explain to me why you do that? Uh, maybe because it's uncomfortable to say no straight up. You're avoiding the confrontation. Oh, that's something I like to do is avoid confrontation. Funny thing is I don't actually mind it myself. But I guess... But that just digs a hole for yourself. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. It's much easier to position yourself, which was something that we had to do a lot of work on. And we did it in several ways. So there was always a date. They knew that the job was going to be completed by that date. And that date would always be further than the date we assumed it would be finished to allow for the buffer. Because there's always something that's going to go wrong. Happens all the time. But more than that, it was just a constant conversation with the client. It's just constant communication, letting them know this is where we're likely to be by Christmas. You know, you under-promise and over-deliver. Were they any less pissed about it, though? No. No, they're not. (laughs) Well, it works in the sense that it releases you of a bit of the stress. Because you've at least told them that's what's coming. You know, and you can be confident in the fact that you've done everything that you can (laughs) <laughs> to uphold your promise. So, I know we're talking about building houses here, and, and this this <laughs> is you know not exclusive to builders. I know just about every trade suffers from this same absolutely Christmas flu. Mm. Um, but do any houses get finished any other times of the year? <laughs> it always seems to me that every single house that ever gets started is always meant to be finished by Christmas. Absolutely. No, they don't. Apparently not. Not in the client's eyes. I always anyway. wonder if, like, do houses get finished in March? No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> oh, they're the ones that didn't get finished at Christmas time. <laughs> There's a lot of houses finished at the end of January. There's a lot of houses that are almost finished. I don't know. It's just that perfect ideal, I suppose, that we all set for ourselves at times. Ah, and there it is, right? It's that idea of mm-hmm. how things should be mm. perfection. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, I don't know. Like, so the last house I had built, um, it wasn't finished by Christmas. Of course not. It was meant to be finished long before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the build went from, I think it was a five or six month contract because it was mm-hmm. a one off um, custom home. Custom home. Mm-hmm. And might have been it might have been a five month contract. There was a few rain delays and stuff, uh, and it turned into a. It was just on thirteen months. Holy moly! And I don't know. That's just how it was. Like I, th- I wasn't. It was shit because mm. my now ex wife um, and I were actually living with my parents while the house was being built, and I thought. I, I convinced her that it was going to be fine. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. Five-month contract, I reckon seven, eight months. Call it nine months and we'll be in the house, right? Just, yes. Just allowing for contingencies and mm-hmm. stuff. Fifteen fucking months later, <laughs> we moved into the house. And there was just... It wasn't necessarily the builder's fault. It wasn't the tiler's fault. It wasn't the Sparky's fault. It mm. wasn't... Uh, but it was just... Little things here and there and everywhere. But to be honest, other than the fact that, you know, I wanted to kill myself living with my dad again. <laughs> love you, dad. Um, it I, it didn't bother me that we weren't in by Christmas. You're an exception to the rule. Clearly. Mm, I would have liked a lot of clients like you. Probably because I hate Christmas, so I didn't care. Maybe that helps. <laughs> and yeah, we've had the odd ones that don't really like it either. But I guess it's, you know, it's an enforced break at Christmas. But I, I just... I can't help thinking, so what? So your house isn't ready by Christmas. Who fucking cares? You're, you're living somewhere else now. What does it matter? That's right. It's two weeks of your life. Mm-hmm. It's it's two days of your life. Yeah, like you have exactly. a tree, you open some presents, you eat too much food, you argue with your relatives, and then you all go home again. <laughs> like that's Christmas in a nutshell, isn't it? Uh, no, I have nice Christmases. Thank you very much. I like Christmas. I'm 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 absolutely Christmas freak. I adore that time of year. And I adore it because it brings the family together and we do have a good time. It's nice and it's relaxing and we, you know, I I love all of that stuff. But my world doesn't end. It doesn't matter that you walk out the back and the shed's half built or that, you know, the car hasn't been serviced yet. Probably should have been serviced two weeks before Christmas, but they were too busy. Those things don't matter. Because everyone desperately needed it done. Because, because, um, newsflash, Christmas happens. Every year. I know. How do we not? At the same time. Like there's this really cool thing in the calendar. It doesn't (laughs) change. But it seems to be that right now, Mm. you know, November, December, it's like people everywhere are going, oh, shit, I forgot about Christmas. (laughs) But that's that's part of the problem, isn't it? And I think as, think as business owners, we do a shitty job of educating people and positioning them and reminding them mm. and managing them and managing those expectations. Mm. You, you talked about under-promising and over-delivering, mm-hmm. which is about setting and and managing and then exceeding expectations with people. Correct. Um, some businesses do this really, really well. They promise you Australia and they give you the world. Yes. <clears throat> but because a lot of us are prostitutes mm. and... We're just habitual pleasers mm-hmm. for money. Mm-hmm. 
we promise the world and you might get Tasmania. Are you calling me a prostitute? Not on air. Are you sure? Because <laughs> I think that's what happened in that little monologue. Mm. <laughs> hey, I'm super guilty of this. Right, not so much the overpromise under deliver. I learned that lesson mm. the very, very hard way in business over the years mm-hmm. of disappointing customers. Like that, that's bad for business. It is. Um, but the pleasing thing. Mm. So, I'm very externally driven. Mm-hmm. So I will do everything in my power to make sure I meet not other people's expectations of me, as in what they think of me, opinion wise. Mm-hmm. Because at, at this stage of my life, I give very few fucks about what other people think of me. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't been the case in my life. I've I suffered a lot of anxiety as a young guy, and I was very, very, very worried about what other people thought about me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't could never do a podcast like this and say fuck because I'd be so scared. And you know, I've even still wrestled with this a little bit. It's a challenge with these episodes, right? Um, but uh, that pleasing thing. I'll kill myself to meet a deadline for somebody else or to deliver on what I said I would yes. for you. Yes. Um, but if it's for me, it goes in the bottom drawer and I'll leave it till absolute last. And I see so many tradies that are like this. Mm-hmm. They sacrifice themselves for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then when you couple that with the this so destructive tendency to overpromise mm-hmm. in order to get the job. Yes. It's like, yeah, bring it in tomorrow and we'll have a look. Oh, do not do that. No. You know, if you're a mechanic or an auto electrician or a, you know, a business that where people bring things to you that are busted and they need a quote for you to fix it, panel beaters, go, Matt. Um, yeah, yeah, bring it in. Come down today and I'll have a look at it for you. Stop doing that. Absolutely. Because if you're doing that in September, you'll be doing that in November mm-hmm. and you'll be doing it right now in December and you're just setting yourself up to fail miserably. You really are. And people don't expect you to have that immediate no. service. They're going to tell you that they expect you to, but the truth is they don't. Well, some generally I find customers don't tell you that because no. they don't know what to expect. Right? No, that's true. So we set that expectation and you do it with little things early on, right? Mm. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If if they ring you today and you're out there tomorrow for a quote because you're afraid that you'll miss the job because some other trader will go and do it, you know what? You've got to set your business up differently because otherwise you set up the pace of that relationship and you set the expectation with that client that, oh, I rang and he jumped. That's right. So I want the house done by Christmas or I want the dual battery installed before we go away on the 15th of December. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Now you've got to do that because right. you educated that client that that's what happens. Mm. So it starts way back in January the year before? Pretty much. Mm. starts on January the 1st. That's right. Well, no, because you've got a hangover that day. Yeah, so no, January can we the, go the second? Thank you. Actually, I'm getting old. Can we go the third or fourth, please? <laughs> it takes you longer to recover. Oh, God, yeah. I'm so glad I quit drinking, hey? Do you not miss it at all? Uh, oh, look, I, I didn't quit drinking. I'm, I'm not, uh, what is it, a teetotaler. Um, I still have a drink every now and then. I thought somebody who had an occasional drink was a teetotaler. Uh, I must have it wrong. Maybe I'm a teetotaler. Maybe you are. Crikey. Mm. Suit you. <laughs> oh, screw you. So, uh, but no, I don't miss it, actually. Mm. Do you know what I miss? Yes. All the Sundays I spent feeling sick and sorry for myself. Yeah, I can well imagine. 
and the Saturdays mm-hmm. and some Fridays mm. <laughs> and some Mondays. I was about to say, what about the Mondays? Oh, I wasted so many hours and days of my life mm. being hungover and sick. And it was all for some shitty black cans or, you know, bourbon and dries or... They're oh, really tasty though, The stuff I've consumed is ridiculous. I'm sorry to my body. I, <laughs> I apologise unreservedly for how I've poisoned you over the years. I'm not as disciplined as you, as you well know, but our listeners, well, maybe they've figured it out already. Well, I, that, sorry. No, go. I cut you off. You, you, it's a whole other episode, this thing about <laughs> discipline versus habits, right? Let's not let's not delve into that in this fifth episode. Fifth? It's not fifth. It's Fuck It Friday. It is Fuck It and, Friday. And I'm looking at the counter on this episode and wondering if listeners are going, oh, was you rambling again, mate? Get to the fucking point. <laughs> Position people early on. If you're signing a contract or doing a quote in August and it's a three-month job... Start positioning them in August. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until November. Mm-mm. And keep them educated along the way when there are issues or problems that blow that date out. Don't don't be going back at the end saying, yeah, but you varied these seven things. That's and that's right. what blew it all out. Too late. Mm-hmm. You, you're already in the hole. You like, are. <clears throat> you can't dig your way out of that one with a customer. You cannot. Because that's when a customer will claim that they are always right. There's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, silly season. Don't be silly, people. Don't be silly. Don't be silly to yourselves. But can I say also, remember that you can't move mountains. And it's okay that you're not moving mountains. And you can just rebut all of that stress that other people are trying to put onto you. And sometimes you get it wrong. Of course. Lots of times, actually. And you know what? That's okay. It is. It's okay to get it wrong. You're going to piss people off. Every year of your life. <laughs> so yes. you might as well get used to it. But, uh, but yeah, definitely for me, it would be that whole positioning early. You know, set the tone and the pace of the relationship from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've if you're listening to this and you've been in business for more than two years, you've had experience with a couple of Christmases and you've probably had problems. Of course. So it shouldn't be a surprise to you that this Christmas... And it's kind of too late for you now, so sorry, but you're already <laughs> fucked. Uh, but, you know, next year, so maybe on January the 2nd, make yeah. a news resolution <laughs> to position people earlier mm. for Christmas and be proactive with it. Mm. You know, sign a contract in August or February if it's a long one mm. or if you're a, a sparky or a plumber or a tiler and you're doing a, a two-week job at someone's house and you're starting that at the start of December, mm-hmm. maybe... Don't take the work on. Yeah, it would be reasonable to wait until after Christmas. It's crazy, was. I need the money. Well, cool. You choose your choices, right? Mm. Choose the problems you want to solve in life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd be saying to them, hey, yeah, we can do that for you. Now, just keep in mind, it's December. Yeah. Do you know what happens in December every year, Mr. Client? (laughs) There's this thing called Christmas. (laughs) And people go a bit crazy at Christmas. And I'm sure you're not one of them. But just to make sure... There may be some delays with suppliers and deliveries. Australia Post get pretty busy. Career drivers get drunk and run off the road and we don't get our orders on time. So just letting you know that there's a fairly high likelihood that this could drag out across Christmas. Absolutely. How's that fit with you? Mm. What can we do to help you manage that? Mm. Could we perhaps put in a temporary toilet in your shed? Yeah. Or supply you with a port loo There's always another way. Or buy you a carton of beer to say, hey... Look, sorry it dragged out, but, you know, remember we talked about that on the 5th of December when we signed the contract? Mm-hmm. It's no surprise. People hate nasty surprises. 
They do. They hate the surprises in plain sight too. Mm. Anyway, that's about all I got. Mm. Without delving into a whole other topic. It was pretty ranty as it was. I tend to do that a bit on these episodes now. You really are enjoying that soapbox. <sighs> I need to find a way to put the soapbox away. I'd like a go. Tell me how to do it, listeners. <laughs> go to Facebook. I know you're there already. Go to Facebook. Find tradies in business in the groups. Tell Woz how to get off his soapbox. <laughs> that should open the comments up a bit. Yeah. I think that could be very interesting, actually. Give it a whirl. And while you're there, tell us how you do with Christmas. Yeah, I'd like to know. I want to hear your experience. Is it shit? Is it okay? Have you found a better way? Let me know. Mm. And then we can package it up and sell it. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go have an eggnog. <laughs> I don't like eggnog. Oh, I love it. Can I put some Christmas carols on? No. In the office? Come Mar- on. Mariah Carey? No. <laughs> You knew the answer to that before yeah. you Adam, asked Adam him. Brand. Yeah, that's okay. Mm. I can deal with that. As long as they're not on repeat. Oh, come on. Now you're taking all the fun out of it. Oh, man. Can we make some shortbread? I'm going. Hooroo. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.